Hello. Welcome to episode number 74 of CXO Talk. I'm Michael Krigsman with my, shall we say, glorious co-host, Vala Offshore. Vala? Michael, how are you? How are you? <laughs> we finally get to catch a fist bump on camera. Finally. And we're here at Gillette Stadium, home of the Patriots, with... Why don't you announce our amazing guest? Fantastic. We're here with Michelle McKenna-Doyle, CIO of the NFL. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Our audience would love to know a little bit about your background and a little bit about the NFL. Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, I'm entering my third season at the NFL, so very excited not to be in my rookie year anymore. <laughs> uh, I joined... Uh, NFL from Constellation Energy where I was their CIO, but I spent most of my career in the entertainment, media and entertainment business in theme parks, uh, both for the Walt Disney Company and Universal Studios. Awesome. So, some pretty fun, exciting jobs, but this tops it. This is, uh, I'm a huge sports fan, grew up loving football, sure. was a little girl who wished she could play football, and uh, <laughs> my brother actually played college football So at the University of Alabama, so wow. I now get to tell him that I made it to the NFL, and uh, not him, so a good little sibling rivalry. That's fantastic. NFL must be amazing. Just an amazing. You know, the NFL is it is the most popular sports league. Um, it's amazing to to watch what our fans do and love um, about our sport, and it's comprised, as you know, of 32 franchises that compete every year to win the coveted Lombardi Trophy at the Super Bowl, which is the world's largest annual, most popular sporting event. Um, Last year, Super Bowl 48, we had over 200 million viewers, and making it the most watched television program in U.S. history. So I mean, the, the impact on culture, the, exactly, is incredible. Well, you know, culturally, it's a it's a time of gathering, uh, families, friends. It is the top party at home party to have, ranking ahead of New Year's Eve. Um, no kidding. More food is consumed on Super Bowl Sunday in people's homes, second only to Thanksgiving. Um, so it's a real cultural um, thing to be a part of. And founded in the 20s, it really set the model for modern day sports leagues uh, with extensive revenue sharing, uh, you know, competitive excellence, the things that uh, make all our clubs successful across the board, and certainly the national distribution for broadcast deals, all of that, you know, kind of led to us being, you know, America's game, and it's very exciting to be a part of it. Now, the role of technology has been growing. Yes. So, so tell us about what's going on with technology in the NFL. No, the game has always been evolving, um, but it's just that now technology is so much a part of what we all do every day, so no surprise that it's now very much a part of our game, um, from everything to what players do, to how fans interact, to how coaches coach. Um, so a lot is happening uh, on the technology front. Um, in the past uh, couple of years since I've been uh, at the league, I've seen um, just this unbelievable rise in the demand for it. Sure. And then um, for us to be able to provide the kind of mobile solutions um, that uh, people need. Sure. So it's been quite a transformation that we've gone through to kind of bring technology sort of out of the data center and into... Right and onto the field sure. and in the locker rooms and in our fans' hands. 
when did technology become a core strategy for the NFL? I mean, certainly, I would say 2007, Apple introducing the iPhone was uh, you know, a marker in terms of technology yeah. and computing in your pocket. Yeah. And then, of course, social is exploding and apps. And we have the privilege of partnering with the NFL. And it feels like when you came on board, really the agenda and the strategy of bringing technology in closer to the fans was something that the NFL embraced. Right. I think, uh, you know, certainly uh, the NFL has been evolving uh, over the years. And the mobility of technology is, is what really began to fuel the growth. And I think they recognized they wanted uh, to hire a CIO who had experience with, you know, sort of intimate guest experience. Um, and so that's what I was able to bring with my background at, at Disney and uh, launching the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I'd had sort of that hands-on fan, or we call them guests, in that sure. business uh, experience. So um, I just love that I'm here at this amazing time because it's a great time to be a CIO. And it's an amazing time to be the CIO at the NFL. So fan experience is very, very important to the NFL. And you're investing a lot in technology there. So let's begin with a kind of characterization or description of the fan. Uh -huh. Describe the, the NFL fan, if you can. Well, you know, the fans, we have about 100, and I looked at some of the stats, 188 million fans in the U.S. who say, raise their hand and say they're an NFL fan, with over oh, yeah. three-quarters of them <laughs> saying they're avid fans. And what's amazing is they cover all demographic um, areas. So I was also pulling some stats just so I could share them with you about the fans. 46% of our fans... Um, are female. Wouldn't that that's, surprise you? That's it's a very high number. That's surprising. Um, Seventy-eight percent of kids that are age 12 to 17 say that they're a fan of the NFL. Seventy-eight percent between ages of 12 and 17 wow. raise their hand and say, yes, I'm a fan of the NFL. And 65 percent of Hispanics in the U.S. say they're a fan of the NFL. So what that says is Wow, you know, we're representing across a lot more than what you typically think of as your male 25 to 34 avid fan. Sure. We're covering all the bases. So it's a very diverse all, group. That's diverse a very diverse group, group which yeah. means you have to have a very diverse way of communicating to them, you know, connecting with them, and when you connect with them. So um, they love the ones that are avid fans, uh, follow us all year, not just during sure, season. Sure. And we do things to fill the calendar um, so that you know we do stay in touch with our fans. And ultimately, the fan experience at home is awesome. But working with partners like Extreme Networks, which we're, we'll talk about some today, and I'm here at a, a great event that's hosted uh, today by Extreme. We're trying to bring that same technology that you can experience uh, at home, add the in-person element, which there's no match for experiencing it in an NFL stadium, and have the fans be able to be connected uh, during that whole time. How extraordinary is it for a CIO, Michael, to be able to understand the demographic of the customer at differing degrees, whether it's gender or, or, or age or, or industry, so, I mean, that's what sets CIOs apart. Extraordinary it's the CIOs. use of the data. Because they, they are the customer-focused, and they're using data to improve the customer experience. 
So, right. Which to me is that puts you in my. I mean, I've worked with a lot of CIOs. It puts you in the one percent. Oh, honestly. Thanks. So, so how how are you leveraging technology now that you understand the fan profile? Give us some examples of how you're using technology to improve the fan experience. Yeah. So, um, you know, listening to our fans uh, is the first. So when we hear, uh, I can give some examples since we're at uh, the Patriots at Gillette. Uh, they have a, an amazing app um, that they have deployed for their fans, and they have everything in it from where's the shortest line to buy a beer to where's the shortest bathroom line. So you can guess that, that those two kind of go together. You know, I, if I'm going to have that extra beer, I need to know where the bathroom is. Um, things like that that are convenience-based that don't seem like a major like aha to do but you wouldn't necessarily think to do it unless you listen to your fans um, we also um, listen to our fans our female fans around our consumer products um, you know a lot of the the stuff that was in the marketplace um, wasn't made for a woman's body and so now you can go online um, we launched a whole new women's line just two years ago um, my first day at the NFL actually was a, a Vogue event hosted at uh, headquarters, and it was like, wow, this is my so welcome cool. to the NFL party. Um, so we had we introduced new products and then new ways to connect, and some uh, of our fans only connect to us digitally. So if you live in Europe uh, or in London and you're a fan, you don't have the same broadcast distribution. So we've worked on differing deals on how you can stream different amounts of content based on where you live. So it's really, it, we have to be flexible so that our fans can uh, consume our content how they wish. Now um, the, the, the teams develop their own apps and technologies yes. and then the NFL is developing apps as well. That's right. So that we try to um, make sure that all, all of our fan experiences across all clubs are excellent. So we have standards for um, minimum standards that and, and rules around the in-game experience and the in-game presentation, which often includes an app. But each club is welcome to put their own spin on it because each club's sure. fans are sure. unique, unique persona. and they are. And and it's important to note that while we have a lot of fans of the NFL, fans are fans of a team first and then of the league second. So uh, teams and players, they love teams and players and the league uh, in that order. So that's the way we prioritize a lot of the technologies. However, um, the league puts on uh, playoffs as well as our marquee event, the Super Bowl. So we are developing this year um, an amazing experience, a new app for uh, Super Bowl 49. So if you're one of the lucky fans that gets to come and be at the game, awesome. you'll get to experience it. That's fantastic. Well, you know, as the CIO of the NFL, you understand that the 32 clubs need to have some foundational element to their infrastructure right. to be able to connect this hyper-connected fan. Always, you know, Instagramming, Vining, tweeting, Facebook, Snapchat. Yeah. But behind all of that technology is infrastructure. Can you talk a little bit about, and we talked about mobility, uh -huh. about your views on Wi-Fi and, and, and uh -huh. wireless to enable this amazing right. experience? Well, I think this has been an amazing uh, trend to kind of watch and understand. And one of the things that you learn very quickly when you come to the NFL is that our environment is very unique. So uh, while I had to account for millions of people that visit theme parks, 
they're all moving around. You know, they're not sitting still. They're not enclosed in, in a uh, venue made of concrete. Right. You know, there are just <laughs> things about the physicality of our environment that makes it difficult. Sure. Um, but then we did an extensive study to determine what was the sort of minimum level required, and we partnered with uh, companies like Extreme Networks as well as Verizon, who sure. uh, is our um, mobility NFL mobile sponsor. And we learned that the DAS sort of environment has to work in concert with the Wi-Fi environment. It's not one or the other. And I think if you go back just a couple of years ago, you'd hear carriers saying, oh, you know what, you only need a good, robust DAS because we've got this great LTE network. That is true, uh, or it was true then, but the consumption of digital content, particular video, particularly video, has has grown so fast that now the DAS environments need Wi-Fi. Both have got to be very Absolutely. robust in order to handle the demand. Absolutely. And um, we did some analytics at this year's Super Bowl to learn about that uh, in partnership with Extreme around what fans were doing in the stadium and how they were doing it and uh, how we could continue to tweak the infrastructure environment. Right. So. Amazing. So, in a sense, you have been undertaking a digital transformation of the NFL, thinking how you can uh, translate that fan experience, which previously only took place in the stadium, but now is much more broadly dispersed. Yeah, I think the NFL, uh, for the past many years, has been making that, along with our broadcasters, mm -hmm. have been making that in-home experience amazing. Um, and so much so that perhaps we needed to pay a little closer attention to what the expectations are of our fans. So the better the at-home experience gets with the more data, video, analysis you can have at home, the more you expect the bar to be raised when you're in the stadium. And certainly we always want the game to be front and center. Absolutely. It should be the most important thing happening, not some cool thing you're doing on your phone. Sure. However, it needs to be complementary right. right. to the experience um, in the stadium. And so there has been a digital transformation sure. around making content mobile. Sure. Uh, just this week, uh, we launched NFL Now, which is an on-demand yeah. personalized video service that um, fans can personalize all things NFL That's amazing. and watch content anytime, anywhere, on any device, sure. and multiple operating systems. So it has been a, a great, again, a great time to be, to be here. To be here. Well, you know, I think about my own experience and my family watching TV at home, and it's a multi-screen experience. I'm holding a tablet or a, <laughs> or a smartphone. During Sundays, it could be red zone, yeah. it could be fantasy football. Yeah. So how are you delivering that type of multi-screen environment in the stadiums throughout yeah. the NFL? It's a, that's a great point. Um, I think what we're working uh, on doing is, first of all, making sure connectivity, as you said, Based is on. a given. Yeah. I mean, it has to be like having a bathroom. I mean, you, it cannot be optional. <laughs> you have to have it. And uh, so our clubs are understanding that and are all um, undertaking investments. There are significant investments that sure. have to be made. Sure. So that's first. Secondly, uh, we love our season ticket holders. So those of us uh, you know, who own season tickets and who uh, have a favorite team and come every year and 
watch practice like there was a practice here at Gillette today. Yes. Um, you want to make sure they've got preferred experiences. So things like red zone and things that you would typically not have in the stadium, we're now making available uh, as benefits to season ticket holders. And then um, entertainment and its special experiences, uh, allowing uh, a fan to sign up and, and hopefully maybe win a sideline pass or win a chance to be uh, on the field when the Lombardi Trophy is presented. You know, things like that can happen uh, with one fan, one at a time, sure, only sure. through technology. So you're, because so you're personalizing. How else? It's personalized. How, I mean, you've got to make a connection. Even though we make millions of connections at, one, you know, 200 million people watch the Super Bowl, right. those one-to-one -one connections are what makes you live on in your memory and that special moment um, and that experience. So we recognize that technology is it's not a necessary evil. Right. It's a way right. to connect to your fan or your customer. In the case of um, you know other companies, and you know you just have to get the top of your organization to see that. If you're a CIO, sure. you sure. know you have to build the case for why um, it's it's a must and, sure. and sure. Uh, not a nice to have. Now, what about fantasy football? Oh yeah, which is so important. So so tell us for for people who. Don't know, which there may be a few. <laughs> uh huh. Tell first, tell us a little bit about what that is, very briefly. So with fantasy football, uh, you can be your own general manager and coach. Uh, you can scout, analyze, pick, choose, and draft your own players and build your own dream team, basically, uh, to compete in a league. Um, and you, uh, based on the performance of the players uh, on your team. Um, you play and have a matchup against another team that's in your fantasy league. And we have found it's such an amazing way for people who really know football to play, but more surprisingly, for those who don't know football, right. to learn football. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. the social element of a family or a school or a group pulling together and sort of learning and playing fantasy football together, it's really um, it continues to expand our fan base. We at the NFL launched a few years ago our own fantasy site. Uh, fantasy can be played across a variety of sites, sure. um, but the NFL uh, launched its own fantasy product, which is the only fantasy site where you can analyze videos. So they have access to this uh, extensive video library. So if you're really into it, you know, you can even analyze plays awesome. and, you know, uh, awesome. that kind of thing. So that's what fantasy is, and it's become very important to our business. This is, it sounds like an unbelievable use of educating and expanding through communities. Yeah. Is that part of a community that strategy? Is. That's yeah. a, it definitely. It's sort of a reality television meets community, <laughs> sure. social meets. And what's so cool about this is that, it's taking an asset that the NFL already had, which is all the statistics on all the players, um, all the video for every play that's connected to every stat. That's proprietary technology that we own and that we distribute to all the outlets around. And so it's like there within companies all over, there are hidden data assets and right. gems in right. every organization right. that haven't been monetized and that your fans may want. And that's what's so great about fantasy. It was a product we already sort of had the guts for. Sure. Um, the technology was built by our uh, great digital media um, 
department. And, and you work with SAP on that, right? Yes, SAP uh, did a, a piece of, of the fantasy. Um, it's called sort of the, the player comparison tool. Uh -huh. So was, think of it like a, you know, if you're trying to decide between two players to draft, sure, sure, you sure, can sure. you can go in and compare players and on the fly sort of pick your best. Uh, so it's like your your own war room advisor yeah. if you're drafting a drafting a team. So lots of companies have been, you know sort of been interested in the B2B aspect, right. like SAP for right. fantasy, um, and then. Companies like Verizon um, for NFL Mobile, we've made a, that fantasy product now this year more mobile than ever, and they can watch, participate, trade um, from, cool. from their mobile devices. So. You know, I have to ask. I mean, you're 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 driving digital transformation within the NFL. You're a collaborative CIO thought leader, and you're also social. I see you on Twitter. You're active. You're accessible. What motivates you to speak to fans and just about anybody? I see yeah. people asking you questions on Twitter, yeah. and you respond. I'm like, one of the most extraordinary CIOs, and she's totally accessible to to anyone. Well, I think if you're not, I mean, it would be a, a boring, you know. <laughs> I, I think I found, and, and no knock to energy, the energy industry, sure. but... Um, <laughs> It wasn't the most fun to be talking to your customers of their electric bill. So <laughs> I, I didn't realize how important that was to me until I took a smart, uh, sort of a short break from it. I mean, I'd been talking to guests my entire career at Disney right. and Universal. And then I did this um, two-year stint at Constellation. And it, there wasn't that sort of one-to-one -one relationship. So when I got to the NFL, I think it's the, the power of the brand to connect. And then just the... Our fans care so much, Absolutely. even when they're being critical. They're coming from a place of the reason they're being critical is they care so much. And what a great place to be. And and as a CIO, um, I think what a CIO is has been defined and redefined many times. And I became a CIO um, and in the IT field in the late 90s when the internet was really just picking up and I came from uh, finance, marketing, sales, product development. That was my background sure. and I just I love the marriage of the two and um, that's why I do it. Plus I just love to, I have teenage children uh, as well. My daughter is uh, 16, a sure. junior in high school sure. and my son is an entering freshman. So they keep me they keep me engaged socially, if nothing else, to uh, watch what they're up to. So in a sense, as, as the CIO for the NFL, uh, you're the steward, using the steward of that fan relationship from the point of view of how can you apply technology to deepen that relationship. Right. We've got um, a great direct um, marketing and CRM department that obviously relies on data and tools. I mean, that's a huge partnership. Um, my job at Disney for many years was working on the CRM implementation, so I spend a good bit of time with the marketing department who works on that. We have a club business development team that partners with clubs on the fan experience. Um, they bring new business deals all the time, like this club is looking at this deal and that deal, and um, I get to weigh in on you know sort of the feasibility and sure. how it would work and how it would impact our fans. So, yeah, I love. Um, being able to get plugged into a variety of ways. And when you're new to a company, right. um, I think this is good advice for, for 
CIOs that move around. I mean, I think if you read the shelf life of a CIO in an organization is often one of the shortest C-suite positions. And I think that's because you typically drive change. And if you don't drive it the right way, collaboratively, sure. um, and coming from the point of view of your customer, it's it's a recipe for a short a short job. Sure. And um, so since I didn't really know anyone at the NFL when I started inside the walls of the NFL, the best place I could think of to start was the fans. Awesome. I mean, I knew what a fan was like because I was a fan. Putting the fan at the center. Center, customer absolutely. The center. Now, we have to about just over five minutes left, and we've spoken a lot about the fan experience. But you're doing a lot with technology on the field. Literally well. on the field. Literally yeah, on absolutely. The field. I it's saw your tweets. Eli Manning yeah. holding a tablet. Yeah. And it looks awfully like the one you're yeah. holding in your hand. Yeah, it's a little bit different than this one because <laughs> yeah. we have to make the one on the sure. field be sure. able to be thrown or dropped or kicked. Or Are you not throwing yours yeah, here? I, no. don't, I don't throw mine. But, um, yes, this year we, in partnership with Microsoft and their sideline sponsorship, have rolled out the Surface. Um, our players and coaches can review the plays uh, on the Surface device. Uh, they can look up the close. They can annotate on, so on top cool. of them. And uh, so it's, you know, we're breaking new ground um, and, you know, working out the kinks in the preseason. Uh, we're also on the field this year. You'll see our rep, referees and officials wearing a wireless uh, headset. Oh, wow. Uh, they're communicating with each other and with our um, headquarters uh, command center for game day to continue to improve the consistency of officiating um, and That's also nice. now um, instant replay when they go under the hood they'll also will be reviewing it in New York for the first time so that was that's a lot to put on the field in one year sure and it required us before this year we didn't have connectivity to send that kind of video back to the NFL so it's been a it's been a very short summer uh, to get ready for the season. What advice do you have? I mean, you are just, from digital transformation point of view, are remarkable. And you're doing this fantastic work. What advice do you have to CIOs? Because, again, and again lots of CIOs watch the show. And they all, not all, but it's a challenge to transform a business and be mobile and social. Cloud apps, big data, wearables, and Fitbits, yeah. and, and new, 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 pro, new processes. New processes. Yeah. I Changes. mean, Internet of Things and all of that. So. If you could just share your your your, your advice to our, to our audience, that'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, I mean, I think what I would say is, uh, you first have to s realize you're not in control anymore. If you ever were in control, which is probably was probably in your own head anyway, but if you thought you were in control, you aren't. And so you have to learn how to enable and not be uh, a, a barrier to progress. And then you have to be willing. To to innovate and fail. Um, you have to try things like, yeah, we've got those tablets on the sidelines. It wasn't perfect the last few weeks. We had a few things go wrong. But you have to be willing to be tolerant of that. And you have to work for an organization that's tolerant So shorter of that. iteration cycles. Shorter iterations. Um, and then embracing shadow IT. I mean, if you look back over the years, you have to embrace shadow IT. There are not enough IT people in this world to roll out the technology that your customers demand. So you better, but you better find some shadow IT. But doesn't that kind of fly in the face of how a CIO is trained? So how do you make yeah. that? I mean, 
it make sounds the, easy, but there have to be challenges. By the way, whether and, it's whether it's Kim Stevenson of Intel, we just had the CIO of McAfee, CIO of Dell, CIO of HP. Some of these extraordinary CIOs we've had on our show, they all say what you just said. Yeah, the, it's the, so true. Collaborative CIOs view shadow IT as an opportunity to learn and enhance their service. To understand delivery. what the business wants. That's it. Yeah, oh. I mean, I think it does fly in the face of how we've been classically trained, mm -hmm. but I think what that says is that we better change how we're classically training people. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's what it says. Yes. And if you haven't adapted to that, um, and sometimes it's, look, if you work for um, the Department of Defense or, you know, how much shadow IT can you have? Well, there's a much bigger risk, sure. okay? So you have to manage risk, sure. not lock down access. And there's a difference. And I think the natural instinct is to make us as safe as possible, which certainly everybody wants to be as safe as possible. But it's more about managing the risk. So if I can allow, if it's low risk to the overall enterprise and it helps speed along a business process, I can't get it in my pipeline, but they've found a partner, consultant, vendor, whomever, as long as I give them the tools and, you know, there's a process to sure. check. Sure. You know, I don't, look, we have, we've had some bumps in the road where, you know, you can't open the door totally wide open, but at the end of the day, you cannot control everything. And my success is only um, reflected based into how, you know, my customers Absolutely. are successful. And when you start thinking like that, that's, that's how it works. Advice. And the National Football is, League is lucky to have you. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm happy to be here. So. And and it's interesting how when we're talking about fan experience, you're putting the customer at the center. And we're talking about internal IT, you're putting the internal customer Absolutely. right at That's the center. That's what it's about. Yeah. And on that note, that, that is, is the a, fastest half hour. That is a great, <laughs> it, it is great to end on that note. You have been watching episode number 74 of CXO Talk, and our guest has been Michelle McKenna-Doyle, who is the CIO for the National Football League. Can we fist bump? Just we can. We don't have to right. do that. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. All right. So we have a three-way fist awesome. bump going Great on. Great show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.